Hello and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin and I'm joined as always by my brother, co-host and partner in Stupidity Holden. Hello. This week we are taking a look at John Mulaney's brand spanking new 2023 special, Baby J, which is available on Netflix. But before we get into that, Holden, what is your current hyperfixation? So I am back on my bullshit with Pokemon. I recently started playing Pokemon Violet. I did not get very far. I only had a little bit of time to play it before work the other day, and I haven't had time since, but I plan on playing it like a lot as soon as my semester is over, which is very soon. Um, but Pokemon Violet has a cool thing that I like, which is it's pretty much entirely open world. That is cool. Um, it's slightly linear in like the beginning, but from what I understand is like once you get like past the tutorial section of the game you're the whole map is like open to you except for like victory road and the pokemon league because of course and you just kind of have to be careful because you might run into a trainer who just will who, absolutely who, wreck yeah, your shit i i would have like level 20s and they could have like level 60s <laughs> and i could just get absolutely rat fucked <laughs> which um, i mean that's accurate to what it's like being an npc in a normal pokemon game because you'll be grinding up your fucking Pokemon trying to get your shit to level 100 to get your shit to evolve. And you go up to a fucking, uh, what are they, the kids that are obsessed with shorts. Uh, and you use a fucking god on their fucking level 5 Rattata just to get a little XP. Yeah, that that is one thing that I thought has always been really, really funny about Pokemon. Is like, a lot of the legendaries, <laughs> as you get later into the game, are like god birds so like you know fucking gen one gen two you they got were, yeah they weren't you got gods. they were just these legendary legendary pokemon yeah. but as and these the, go and on the they get they get um but you know gen you know, three, more powerful or more outlandish even at gen three like these are just primordial beings this one created all the oceans on the world and this one created all the the ground and uh, there's a big fucking snake dragon that bitch slaps the both uh, both of them. And then the fourth one, it's like, this is literally God. And this is like <laughs> the, the Pokemon in, t- in charge of time and space and antimatter. And like, like it's so funny. Uh, Griffin McElroy does a Gen 6 Nuzlocke Pokemon Y. Which it's is, very funny. It's very entertaining. I will actually like go back and watch it every every couple of like every little while just because it's entertaining it's like comfort media to me now um but when he he in, encounters Yvaltal, which is like like it's like a death bird mm-hmm. um that's the legendary and why he he master balls it and then he gets to the pokedex entry and he's just like he reads like two words from it and he's like this this is a god bird how do you have this <laughs> it's just like yeah dude like Imagine just having fucking gods on your Pokemon I, team. I saw a pretty good post a long time ago that someone actually described as what John Mulaney's material would be like in the Pokemon world. That's interesting. Um, and they were talking about how, you know, it's it's hard to... You gotta avoid making eye contact with random people lest they challenge you to a Pokemon battle. Sir, I have one elderly snubble. You are packing a Rayquaza in there. <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, it's a very like interesting kind of thing, um, and the Pokemon in Violet, a lot of them are really 
like just the early gens are just really fucking cute. <laughs> like there's lots of really weird Pokemon from this generation yeah. from what I can see. And that's not a bad thing. I, I like mean, all weird po- Pokemon. All Pokemon are really weird. But like, you know, they're extra weird because they're the newest ones. Right. My favorite, and we'll, this will be the last thing we say about this. Um, my favorite one that I've seen so far is this fairy type called Fido. Which is literally a dog made out of, like, bread dough. And when it evolves, it becomes, oh, my God. Doc's bun? Doc's bun. Yeah, it becomes Doc's bun. So it's a bit bit of a bigger dachshund. And the bread looks cooked as opposed to raw. It's so cute and so smart and so funny. Okay, that's enough Pokemon talk. So how about some context? Let's give it, please. So John Edmund Mullaney is an American comedian, actor, writer, and producer. Uh, he was born and raised in Chicago. He first rose to prominence for his work as a writer on Saturday Night Live from 2008 to 2013. Uh, he has hosted it several times, uh, becoming a member of the SNL Five Timers Club in 2022. Uh, his first, his first stand-up special, which was released as an album, was the top part. His first. Uh, film special was new in town. He's been active since obviously about 2002, what with writing for SNL since Oh three. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's had three other specials, uh, three specials other than this one top, the top part new in town, comeback kid and kid gorgeous. Okay. Four. I don't know how to fucking count. Yeah. Um, in addition to the sack lunch bunch, which was a weird musical comedy special that was it was like geared funny. towards children. It was I more never geared watched towards it. kids, but it still had the kind of dark, dry John Mulaney humor. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was very entertaining. Jake Gyllenhaal loses goddamn mind at the end of the special. It's fucking hysterical. I don't know if he's acting in that one. <laughs> I keep seeing I've seen posts before, but like Jake Gyllenhaal is playing unhinged, crazy characters a little too well. It's making me nervous. <laughs> Uh, you know, he also starred in Mulaney from 2014 to 2015, which was a, uh, failed sitcom that he mentions in this special. It's the only reason I'm bringing it up. Uh, he's good friends with Nick Kroll. Uh, and he was most importantly, Peter Porker slash Spider-Ham in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is my favorite movie. And I'm pretty sure he's reprising his role for the sequel that comes out soon. Yes. Also... This is important for context. In 2020, John Mulaney did a stint in rehab for a couple of months because he was addicted to cocaine, Xanax, Percocet, Clonopin, Adderall, and Adderall, and a button like potentially more. Uh, and I bring that up because that is what he talks about in this set. Yeah, pretty much the entire time. Not even pretty much like the entire time he's talking about his whole like. He doesn't talk about it much, but he also got a divorce from his first wife, mm-hmm. uh, who a lot of fans got very upset about. Uh, and and recently, but less relevant, is uh, he was performing a show and Dave Chappelle came out as a surprise opener and told transphobic and homophobic jokes and John Mulaney hugged him at the end. No one has said anything about it, really. But it is a thing that happened that people were upset about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. So. Fuck. Um, what were your overall thoughts? Kind of mixed. 
on this one. Not going to lie. I am having very similar feelings to this as I did for Inside. I haven't... I, 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 I had this thought. Tense though. I had this thought when we were uh, paused so I could take a leak. I have barely laughed in the last three specials that we watched for very different reasons. Well, yeah. Inside was... Inside was... In, was Bo Burnham's Inside, which is not even a stand-up special. It's a musical special, technically, because it's not stand-up. Yeah. Uh, and, and The Love Guru, Love Guru, which was, was not funny, or as that one critic said, oh. anti-funny. I disagree. I disagree. I don't think it's anti-funny. I, I laughed more than I should have. Um, it's got some funny jokes. It's in got it. some decent jokes in okay. it. I'm not going to lie. If, if you're going to take one thing away from our episode last week, The Love Guru was terrible, but it has some good jokes. Become a comfort movie, okay? The line, beat it, I gotta take a dump, has been <laughs> rattling around in my head all fucking week. I need you to know that. Uh, but this one was very different. It was uh, It was interesting. Um, it was very vulnerable. Yeah. It was very honest. Uh, it, it, was, it was really cool to see, like, the insight to... You know, to to John Mulaney, um, mm-hmm. because like last thing I saw from him was Kid Gorgeous, and I really liked Kid Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he had a serious then, drug problem. Yeah, and then he kind of, not even kind of, he spiraled out of control. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that he has gotten help, but like he is still his reputation. Like he he makes jokes about it in the beginning. Like his rep- reputation is different now, and um. A lot of things for him are different now, and it's really interesting because, like, there are certain parts of it where I want to be like, the internet is fucking crazy, but there are other parts where I'm like, mm, that's a little bit yikesy. Um, Please elaborate. So, with his divorce, I got really annoyed Uh by people on the internet taking it very personally. Yes. Yes, I was I had very similar feelings. And like. I can understand so it's 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 one of those things like I understand you're allowed to be like upset by it, but you're not allowed to be like so upset by it that it's similar to like your parents getting divorced. This is this is not a personal betrayal. This is someone's life that right. doesn't it's a, involve it's you. a parasocial relationship yeah and there's there's nothing inherently wrong with parasocial relationships they happen all the time they're totally normal it's just the very obsessive ones the ones where they get out of control and you feel like this person owes you even though they don't know you exist right so it's it's one of those things where it's like and all the speculating and and different things as well with like why they got divorced and it just sort of boils down to like do I want to know? Like, yeah, of course, because I'm a gossipy bitch. But <laughs> is it any of my business? Of course not. No. It's none of our business. Why Why they got divorced is between them, you know. I don't know what uh, Anna, his ex-wife, has said about anything. I don't think he's released any statements. I didn't really look into it because... It doesn't concern it us. Doesn't and really it's not relevant me. to this because yeah. he doesn't really bring it up. Well, I'm I'm thinking... That he probably doesn't bring it up because it might have been part of, like, 
their divorce because that happens with a lot of comedians who get yeah he can't really talk about it he can't use it for material one just because it's things is like don't use this for material which is like an it's a very reasonable part mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like a divorce settlement uh especially if you're married to a comedian right um so there, there. That's like one of those things where it's like I think the internet needed to calm the fuck down when that was happening, and it like it happened. It was like announced during like, like peak COVID. There so was like people there, were bored. The, yeah, people were bored. It's part of it. There was also something that I remember seeing a long time ago on Tumblr. Someone called it years and years and years ago because that's how Tumblr fucking works in the current internet ecosystem. Because someone... Someone once described that as like a... You know how whales die and their carcasses fall to the bottom of the ocean and bottom feeders survive off of it? Mm-hmm. The internet... The Tumblr is like the whale for the rest of the internet. And right. I was going to say that the people on Tumblr like a good fifth of them are actually from the future. And their, <laughs> their only means of communicating with anyone is Tumblr. <laughs> so like if someone says on Tumblr, like, like if Tumblr was around back in the nineties, like I believe someone would have been like on this day in 1995, John Lennon will be shot. Someone save him. <laughs> and it would have been true. Um, Isn't it October 12th, 1995? He died in the nineties. I thought he died in the eighties. Well, now we have to look this up. Now I have to look this up. I thought he but died in 95. I don't think so. I think he died in the 80s. But anyway, someone pointed out that, like, John Mulaney was kind of put on a pedestal, and the moment he did something that would bring him down to the level of flawed human, people were just going to absolutely turn on him, and that's what happened. It was December 8th, 1980. He did die in the 80s. I didn't think he even made it to 85. But anyway, yeah, that that's that's like kind of an interesting thing is like, you know, there's that saying, like, don't meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. I think more people on the Internet these days really need to understand that is like some of these famous people like, yeah, some famous people are like super fucking nice from what I've heard, like stories like I've heard Keanu Reeves is a really nice person. Yeah, that's like he's But I've also heard he's a fucking asshole. Allegedly, he's alleged. Famously nice. I haven't heard anything that he's an asshole. But I've like, heard like one or two stories that he was kind of a jerk, but whatever. But who cares? It's I who cares? I'm not in a relationship with Keanu Reeves. I don't know him personally. He seems okay. I don't really care. John Wick is whatever. So you said that this special was very vulnerable, and I kind of and I have to agree with that. Something that very much came to mind. Uh, honestly, was the first special we ever covered on this show with Richard Pryor mm-hmm. in in that whole thing. Uh, my favorite part of that show, or your favorite part, one of our favorite parts, was when he was talking about having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he, like, shot his car with a revolver to scare the shit out of his wife or whatever. Um, this fucking dog I love her so much. It's driving me crazy. That's fine. It's not that big of a deal when I put um, the noise gate on. Um, but that kind of mining this uncomfortable personal material for your standup, mm-hmm. you know, that, that makes it interesting. That makes it engaging because it's very truthful and it doesn't make it very funny though. It do, It is hard to make it funny. Even someone who, whose comedy that I do generally really like, and in fact consider has possibly the funniest standup bit of all time. Um, 
the one thing you can't replace if you're curious. I think that bit is actually perfect. Oh, that's a really good bit. But it's hard to make stuff like that funny. And so this is... This especially because he goes to very dark places. Yeah. So this is going to seem off topic, but I promise that it is okay. on topic. So I'm in a creative writing course, or I just finished a creative writing course. Um, and one of the things that we had to do was write a memoir. And we were talking about like writing memoir and what goes into that. And one of, and like the first step is memory selection for a Mm -hmm. memoir. And my professor had said that, you know, we're totally open to do whatever we want, but she recommends, especially if it's something heavy that we make sure that there has been enough time that has passed. Mm -hmm. And she said, let's say you wanted to write about a car accident that you got in last week that probably wouldn't be a good idea if you wanted to write about a car accident you got in when you were a little kid and it almost killed you and you are now 20 and that happened when you were five that's a little bit more time for you to be okay to write about that Mm -hmm. and i think it's the similar kind of thing i think and that's where it like toes a line especially with like the way things it are now with media and how like in in our face everything is Mm -hmm. Um, I think that this is too soon for John Mulaney to be making all these jokes. I think it would have been a lot funnier if he gave it more time, time for him to like sort of process the fact that he's like recovering. Cause this was only, he was in rehab in 2021. He got out and fe- he got out two years approximately. Cause he said that, um, he recorded this special or at least part of it. On February 26, yeah. 2023, and he got out of rehab in February 2021. So, a little bit more than two years, and he started doing this, like, less than two... Like, you usually don't film, like, that early into a tour. So, he started touring this comedy maybe a year, year and a half after he got out of rehab. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not judging him for doing it, people you know, process things in their own way. I just personally think if he wanted to make it funnier, he needed a little more time, but at the same time, it would have been weird. Yeah. If it was like, Oh, new John Mulaney special. He's and he been didn't through address a lot, and he didn't just talk about it. At that's, all. that's what I was, I was thinking. I was, I, I agree with what you're saying that I think that it's not that the ingredients needed more time in the oven. It's not that the whole special needed more time in the oven. It's that the ingredients weren't ripe yet. The ingredients weren't quite there, quite where they needed to be. Right. Um, and I think that is kind of what brought this down. But like, but the thought that I was having when you were saying that whole thing was, how is he not going to address this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe the thing to do was wait a couple more years before he did like a stand-up special. Right. And but- work on some other projects like acting gigs like how oh and another important thing that he was in um jack horner in puss in boots the last wish he was yeah quite possibly the best animated movie of all time it's up there for sure welcome to animation stuff where we talk (laughs) about animation i'm trying i'm trying not to get started i could very much go on a long tangent about animation. i'm not gonna let you i know because 
That's not the name of this podcast. I'm not letting me either. I'm just saying that I could. Um, but I think if he had given this... I agree. I think if he had given this more time, it wouldn't have felt quite so fresh, quite so awkward. Uh-huh. But at the same time, like, what else could he have done? You know, I, I think that what he could have done is, like, come with fresh material. Because, of course, you, you don't want to... Like, he wouldn't just do Kid Gorgeous again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he could, like... His opening, I think, would be, like, still really good. And then he could just be like, yeah, so I was in rehab for a little while. And honestly, I'm not really. And then he could tell like maybe one story he'd be comfortable talking about. And then after that, he could be like, I'm not really comfortable talking about any other stories right now. I promise you in a few years, I will talk about them and I will make them funny. (laughs) But even then, that feels a little like heavy handed, Mm -hmm. unlike anything else. Though, okay. I do I do have to say, even though this wasn't the funniest John Mulaney special, if you ask me, I was pretty thoroughly entertained. I was, I was smiling basically the entire time. The thing about this is like it's 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 another one of those things where it's less stand up and more just like a spoken word project. He's more telling his story than uh-huh. anything else. It feels kind of like a like a, a talk that you would give to like an elementary school. A little bit more like a Mike Birbiglia. Like a high school really. Yeah, like a Mike Birbiglia. Like more of a story that is funny rather than a comedian. He's a funny storyteller rather than a comedian. I think in this special that's applicable and I think we can leave it at that and move on to favorite and least favorite bit after a break. Sure. Ads. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. (laughs) My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends. They're more like my brothers at this point. And I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So, with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend funny stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review funny stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also, Recommend funny stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least, check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today. If you haven't, remember that you are so loved, at least by me, and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba, ads done. 
And we are back. I'm terrified. I see her dick print through the sweatpants and my mouth start watering. Call that Pavlov's dong. Doing my part to normalize transness by saying shit like this. I'm not going to claim credit that was left at London on Twitter. She's fucking hysterical. I... First off, now we're back. (laughs) Just the... Anyway, what was your least favorite pick? (laughs) I will be honest, I don't know that I really had one. Yeah, I don't really have one either. It's kind of hard because this is barely bits. Yeah. It's one really long story. It was, yeah, it was... was... What would be your least favorite section? Do you have, like, a a part of it where you were just like, nah, this is boring? Because I'll be honest, I, I don't really, like... There were times where I was definitely, like, not smiling or not actively laughing, but there were no parts where I was like, this is boring, or I don't like this. I don't think so. I do think it ran a little long, because it was an hour 20 as opposed to an hour, and Mm -hmm. I've just had a long couple I just had a, like a long couple of weeks in between yeah. now and then that it's it's really funny um the past 3 specials that the past 3 things we have done have been about an hour and a half cuz inside about an hour and a half yeah love guru and now this all about an hour and a half I just think that's kind of funny yeah um so, next week we are covering one that is only 1 hour okay thank god um but I don't think there was any part that I, I... I think it was a little long, and I'm just a little tired, so I wasn't as engaged as I maybe could have been. Maybe if this caught me on a different day, I could be a little more analytical, but I'm a little brain dead. Um, I mean, that's also the thing about comedy, is, like, there have been specials where, like... So, like, Randy Feltface, it's a day-by-day thing for certain specials. Like, Randy writes a novel specifically. Um, that's got to catch you on the right day. Yeah, especially now since I've watched it like 50 million fucking times. Mm-hmm. Um, like that special specifically, that's got to catch me on a right day. Because if it catches me on a wrong day, I'm like, shut up, you pre- pretentious purple twat. <laughs> but if it catches me on a good day, I'm like... This, this shit's brilliant. This is fucking great. Yeah, I don't think that there was any any bits that I thought were bad or boring. I was pretty engaged. I was generally smiling, if not laughing. And I got a few decent laughs in there. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite bit? I honestly, for the most part, I didn't. And then we got to his closing bit mm-hmm. where he pulls out an interview. First off, he has some really funny lines about um, how it's weird being like, it's weird that he's like living with the per. He says like, when I'm alone, I'm with the person who tried to kill me, mm-hmm. which I think is a really interesting kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because then he's like. What, are you going to cancel John Mulaney? I'll fucking kill him. (laughs) And it's like, that's just a funny line. But right after he reads a GQ interview, he gave three days before his intervention. And he was very clearly incredibly coked out. He was coked out of his fucking mind. It was like listening to the last president talk in a lot of ways. (laughs) Or, Or my favorite... My favorite fucking court case ever. Give me one minute. Give me one minute to add a little bit of uh, spice. A little bit of spice to this. Ah, here it is. <laughs> tell me if this does. And I know I've read this to you before, but tell me if this doesn't sound like what John Mulaney was saying in that interview. <clears throat> okay. Well, I fool around sometimes. I do. 
When a girl seduces me and tells me all of these hot stories and dirty things and tells me how much she wants to suck on me and take my shoes off and licks my feet and touches me. When I'm in a limousine, she takes all of her, she takes off all of her clothes. The limo driver said, what's going on? And she started sucking me on the way to Mr. Coon's house. And I thank her. I thank her for making me feel good. Sir, the question was, is this your handwriting? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> What is that even from? It is a court case from, I do not remember his name, Donald something. Donald Sutherland, maybe? Like Ke- like Kiefer Sutherland? Maybe. I, I don't quote me on that, but it, he, was a, he was the owner of a sports team, and he had charges against him, I think, for being racist. Um, Sterling. Donald Sterling. Mm. If you'll also remember the lady who, who says, I'm Mr. Sterling's everything. I am his right hand arm man. His silly rabbit. His silly rabbit. Yes. Is that what he calls you? No. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it, it was a court case where I believe he was being sued for being a racist piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone asked if that was Sandra, and that was his fucking response. It's so good. What a fucking... What a lunatic. What a maniac. What was your favorite bit? Uh, I think my favorite bit was when he was talking about breaking up with his drug dealer. <laughs> that was a good one. I also really liked his opener a lot. His his opener was was probably his strongest and i think it was really jarring as well yeah it just it, it, jumps right in. like i literally was yeah. like did we just accidentally skip like 10 minutes in like what's yeah. going on he it starts him basically in media's res where it starts with him like already out talking like we don't see him come out and the audience applaud he goes on he does his opener and then the intro plays yeah and i think that was his strongest comedy because that was the least dark and the least personal. Mm-hmm. But my favorite bit was hearing him talk about breaking up with his drug dealer and how he says, how he does he a whole thing about how, you know, we hear a lot about these corrupt drug dealers turning innocent people into addicts. And I think I might've been the first drug addict to turn an innocent man into a drug dealer. Yeah. That was a really good line. That was pretty funny. So Holden mm-hmm. out of 10, Limousine rides. Oh my god! <laughs> out, of, out of ten right hand arms, right ha- out of ten right hand arm mans, what would you rank this special? I give it like a seven, just because it's like as a like piece of performance, I think it's good. As comedy, I'd give it like a four because it's not very funny. I think I'm gonna take those two, smush them together, and give this a six and a half. I can't bring that myself to dislike John Mulaney's math. comedy stylings, but this was definitely his least funny special thus far. Absolutely. At least I haven't listened to the top part in a million years, but this was this wasn't as funny as well, the top part has the salt and pepper diners. Has the salt and pepper diner. So. It has the the King Solomon bit. It's got its good parts, and top I, part also has. Yeah, I'll just show a video. <laughs> uh. But, you know, I, I can't say I'm disappointed, but I'm a little tired of the the not very funny train mm-hmm. for different reasons running on this fucking on this fucking show for the last three weeks. And next week we're taking a gamble. So it yeah, might be who, four who weeks in a row for you. Who the fuck knows what next week's going to hold? Um, 
It wasn't terrible. It was interesting. It was personal. It was vulnerable. It has merit. It just wasn't his funniest stuff. And your mileage is going to vary based on, you know, your parasocial relationship with John Mulaney and how you feel about the whole Dave Chappelle thing. Um, but, you know, I try to be as objective and just look at the comedy, even if what I think they're saying is objectionable. Generally, the objectionable, objectionable shit isn't told well anyways, but, and there was nothing objectionable in this, but I think that this was his weakest stuff, but it was not, it was weakest comedy, but it was strong and vulnerable in a different way. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of this episode. But before we go, Griffin, what funny this week? So, um, this was brought to my attention. Uh, ask Reddit. Mm. What's the first thing you do after sex? Cry. <laughs> Give her a nice kiss on the cheek. Grab a towel for her and wipe her down. Tell her I love her and then carefully put her back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you once again. Fuck. You do this every week. How every do you fuck it week. up? How do you always fuck it up? <laughs> I don't know how I fuck how it up. How do you fuck it up? It's a script that I that I still manage to fuck up every goddamn week in a new and exciting way. That's the fun part. What happened to, I make sure I remember, one of the good things, I, two things I'm good at is showing up on time and memorizing my lines. <laughs> what happened to that, Griffin? I don't know, but I'm able to fuck this up in a new and interesting way every week, and I think that makes it entertaining. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope that you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or reach out to us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at donutdaddy, donut underscore daddy. Um... You can find my poetry project on Instagram at poetry underscore pity underscore party underscore. You can also find my personal Instagram at Holden underscore Holland underscore. Next week, we'll be covering Matt Rife OnlyFans available on YouTube. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening. And we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye.